Section 73 of Editorials from the Dial Magazine, Volume 66. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 73. Anti-Radical Bill Introduced by Senator King. It is obvious that the anti-radical bill introduced by Senator King plays directly into the hands of the reactionary kind of revolutionist. The measure is a forceful example of the sort of government the nation may expect when the National Security League consolidates with the American Protective League and establishes, under a wooden coal shack, a dictatorship of the proprietariat. But as a potential law for a constitutional republic, the King Bill is baldly ridiculous. In the very first section of this, Act to Protect the Government of the United States, it writes a conspiracy clause for the first time into federal law, annuls the First Amendment of the Constitution, proclaims the perfection of the form of government it aims to destroy, and establishes the crime of less majesté on a basis broad enough to hedge the entire executive establishment from Burleson upward with that immunity from assault and criticism which becomes a sovereign by divine right. The height of stultification, however, is attained in the fourth section. It reads, Section 4. Any person, firm, or corporation who shall willfully make or convey false reports or false statements, or shall say or do anything except by way of bona fide advice to an investor or investors with intent to obstruct the sale by the United States of bonds or other securities of the United States, or the making of loans to or by the United States, shall be punished by a fine of not more than $5,000, and imprisonment not to exceed three years. This is the work of either a satirist or a born fool. It would be difficult to believe that it could be anything but a deliberate attempt to prove the proprietariat basis of the bill were it not for the fact that an official of the National City Bank could have been sentenced to prison under its provisions the other day for saying in public, not merely to bona fide investors, that further loans to foreign governments were unjustifiably risky. These objections are but pinpricks in a document that gapes with constitutional holes. From first to last, the King Bill lives up to its name, for all the recognition it accords the Constitution it might have been drafted by Lord North on behalf of King George III for the express purpose of frustrating the American Revolution. Its whole intention and method run contrary to the Bill of Rights. To this extent, the measure carries with it an antidote for its own poisons. Should popular opinion be supine enough to permit enactment, it is obvious that the first criminals to be arrested under the Act, senatorial immunity aside, would be the very persons who sponsored and promulgated it. Did Senator King see how willfully his law had defied and disregarded the Constitution when he so rigorously provided for his own punishment? Were the law honestly carried out, Senator King would be taught how dangerous it is to protect an institution by the subversive experiment of doing away with it. But if the Constitution is still a serviceable instrument, that sacred document will at all events protect Senator King from the results of his own follies. Let us trust that the measure will not progress so far. If the American people are fully alive to the dangers of counter-revolutionary hysteria, fomented by private security leagues and espionage organizations, 
they will drive the bill out of the senate before it has a chance to be laughed out of court it needs only a concerted protest to remind congress that the american state is still enough of a republic to be opposed fiercely to the protection of the united states government through the instrumentality of a king End of section 73